224th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined here by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. I've waited so long, Lee. I got off of work at like 5, 5.30, yeah. and I waited in Fort Myers just to come see that sweet face. You waited even longer, Aww. actually, because we were scheduled to do this two days ago, <laughs> and enough. I asked if we could postpone a couple days so I could play video games with my friends, and you were very kind, said, you go play your games. I was in a lot of pain. I painted oh, okay. I painted my room and my bathroom, and my body did hurt very bad, and I had recorded and, and edited the episode of Lyrics to Go for the week that day, mm. so I was very okay with just sitting and... Uh, and relaxing. Yeah, so. reminiscing about Van Hagar's Pound Cake. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the newest episode yeah. of the Lyrics to Go. That Pound Cake. <laughs> I didn't mention in the episode, but I guess since you mentioned it, I will I will go ahead and mention here. I There is something very creepy about that part where he goes, a little bit of that Pound Cake. Like, he pauses as if to drop his glasses yep, and give you a, a wink tip. and say... Mm-hmm. Pound cake, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, do a little shade tipping. <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah, peeking over the shade. There it is. There it is. But yeah, thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. I was thrilled this week to discover. I don't know how I missed this, but I came across on our Discord. Blake made a trophy for mm. the No Nonsense Trivia Fantasy Football League. Yes, which has uh, you and and seven of our. Uh, dedicated listeners competing in a, a fantasy football league for the season. How's that going for you, buddy? Not super great. Well, actually, <laughs> you're asking me on a great week. I had the most points in the league this week. Do you want to give me a round of applause there? Oh, yeah. So I was very, very pumped about that. Um, nice. My record, I think, is three and five. I won, wow. I think, my first two games, and then it was just all downhill from there. Uh, very, very tough. And then um, this week, my team just slaughtered uh, the competition, which felt very, very good. So, um, you know, still trying to make it through, still hoping to get into the uh, the playoffs. I'm not sure how realistic it is. I guess we'll find out the old-fashioned way. Well, best of luck, my friend. It Thank looks you. like uh, Team Captain Matt might be uh, number one right now, Mr. Bitterwood. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah? Yeah. That's him, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, uh, we got some other other folks in. So uh, thanks again, Blake, for uh, for making that picture. Uh, we'll put a link up in the show notes if you want to check out that awesome uh, trophy. Is what I meant to say, not picture. He made. I, I saw the picture of the trophy. You did. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but yes, this week uh, you had an exciting week in fantasy football. I had an exciting week at trivia. Uh, in our Discord, I got to work with uh, Miles Amaro on developing kind of a, uh, a music bonus round or music Ooh. theme round. Hell uh, yeah. With uh, different names from songs. You might appreciate this as a lyrics analyzer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking two names from uh, like a couple's names in a song and then uh, you, you have to these. name the song that they come from. Yeah. I suggested maybe including a year, and I gave some other suggestions. Uh, if you wanted to expand it out from romantic couples, you know, names, you can 
uh, have different groupings of names and different songs. So if you want to check that out, if you want some free trivia, you know, maybe you're a quiz master or something, join up the Discord. We've got a trivia workshop channel in there for you to check out. There you go. It's free to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, for our bonus rounds at Pointy Bell and Ollie's Trivia this week, we had our no-nonsense trivia nightmare. So for our bonus rounds, instead of doing celebrity and historical birthdays like I usually do, I did celebrity epitaphs. So Ooh, what was were people pissed? No, I think okay. they I think they enjoyed it. I actually I, I gave them a lot of hints. So I had the epitaph, the year that the celebrity was born or died, as well as where they were buried mm. and uh, what they were famous for. So if they were a singer or an athlete or something like that. So Got it. there are a few different hints. I did include Letter Rip as uh, Seth's suggestion, Leslie Nielsen yes, yes. from our, our last episode. But I thought that was a fitting Halloween uh, themed bonus round to, to replace the birthdays. And we also had one team attend both No Nonsense Trivia Night nightmare quizzes this past week why don't we take a look at our leaderboard and see how they did Mm. at pointy bell brewing company last week quiz number 460 saw marshall and maverick that would be a new team combined of solo player mitch joining up with mally rules you might remember them from previous weekly wrap-ups they secured a huge lead which they maintained until the very end finishing our quiz in first with 106 points Atomic County in second with 101 points, and the Dog Pound in third with 90 points. The Dog Pound. And at Ollie's Pub last week, for quiz number 461, Marshall and Maverick were back and saw the quiz beginning with As You Wish, securing the advantage in round one, with only the tips left alive, picking up momentum in round two before As You Wish is returned to the top by the end of the quiz. They ended with 73 points in first place, only the tips in second with 70 points, and Wish You Were Weed in third with 57 points. Marshall and Maverick, our biggest learners on night two, earning 44 points. So that was very interesting to me, uh, mm-hmm. having the team that won the previous night at Pointy Bell come to Ollie's only to be the biggest learners there. Uh, to me, that says that I must be tailoring my questions pretty perfectly to the groups at each venue, you know, like based on their like category requests. Um, so at first I was like, oh, man, that's that's kind of I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because, you know, people get like maybe an inconsistent experience. But ultimately, I think that's awesome because it really makes like pointy bell trivia feels like pointy bell trivia and Ollie's trivia feels like Ollie's trivia. And I just, I think that's awesome, actually. So It is awesome. I'm going to call that a dub. I'm going to call it a dub. How did your uh, teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? They did well, man. I have, <laughs> so during uh, during the end of the hurricane, they had uh, Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. I think I mentioned this where I did one week there was no power. I literally had a bullhorn. Did I mention this? I was <laughs> no. using literally oh, a yes, bullhorn. You, you did. And uh, it was very, very weird. Um but it was a lot of fun. There was a, a table that got into a fight with each other. I did talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there was there was this, the week after that. There was two tables, and one of the tables they played independently because there were no teams. Um, and they came back again, and they all played separately again. 
Even though it was like one table, I was like, guys, you can like play together. You don't have to play. So I had one table where they had like five teams in it wow. of like individuals and couples that they were just all weren't playing. sharing their answers. They were just like playing. Indeed. That's interesting. Interesting yeah. play style. It is. It is. And I guess like it's good if you have people there that are very, uh, you know, very competitive. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. That's yeah. a very com- a table full of very competitive people. Absolutely. Um, Gomez and Morticia winning the first round with 15 points. Uh, my friends uh, Andrew and Tanya Mamushka. came out. Indeed. Uh, the second round uh, went to a team called That's a Hard One. Now, That's a Hard One got two questions right in the first round. Okay. It they was got a hard five one for questions out of six right in the second round. Ooh, big improvement. They Leaps were fucking cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they, they were outside and they just had that, man, I hate to like pigeonhole, but they just had that look of like people that weren't good at trivia. <laughs> like they were just like, I don't know, run of the mill people. They're not nerds. Okay. They're just like attractive dudes and chicks that are like, just sat down. They bombed the first round and then the second round, all of a sudden they did really well. Mm. So that stuck like high heaven. So I tied them with the next closest team, and they both came in and did a tiebreaker and lost. Surprise. Uh, so surprise. I gave it to the other team. Gomez and Morticia ended up winning the whole kitten caboodle with 68 points. So close to a 69 points. Um, that would be perfect course, for their team name, too. Indeed. Yeah, truly romantic. On Zoom, Team Captain Matt, 72 points. Ooh. Whiskey Tango, 88 points. The feeble, feeble corn, 48 points. Very well. Very well. Yes. All right. If you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, this week we're back on our regular schedule with a pair of quizzes. First, we're at Pointy Bell Brewing Company on Wednesday in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor. You gotta get there early, though. As soon as I started the quiz this week, we had only doubles on site. They sold out before I could ask the first question. Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll bring a bigger supply next week. I will say, though, there, there have been a couple gentlemen that are trying to uh, outdo each other with the number of patties that they can eat. And so okay. this week when I walked in, one of them grabbed me by the arm and he was like, I just ate a 10-piece, man. 10-patty burger. I was like, holy shit. Stop so it. Uh, I think that might have something to do with the, the quick sellout. You know, it's mm-hmm. like one guy is like, but he's moving. He's moving soon. So uh, there should be more for everybody else. And you can uh, you can come down and I'm, I'm going to talk to the guy and see like, you know, if like he starts getting low on uh, burgers, he can change his business name from only doubles to only singles just for like an hour or so, you know, <laughs> so more people can enjoy the food. But come on out and enjoy our quiz as well. And beer at Pointy Bell Brewing Company that starts at 730 p.m every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent Free on cards. records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. That ends at 9. Karaoke to follow Oof. on Thursdays at Ollie's. And uh, Saturday, November 19th at 6 p.m., we return for another uh, quiz on the popular sitcom The Office at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, quizzing you on all things Dunder Mifflin and beyond. We're getting zoppity with The Office Trivia, Saturday, November 19th at Pointy Bell. Once again, that starts at 6 p.m. on that Saturday. 
And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. This week in particular, it is the eighth anniversary. Next week. Next, well, no, but the, the of that this on. airs. Oh, okay. Oh, well. November 9th, right? November 9th. Yes, Wednesday, That's November the 9th. date. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is, uh, if you're listening on Friday, it's next week, but. Next week. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> come on out for that because there's going to be a big, big prize. $500 cold, oh, hard. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Bring your team up to six people. We're doing it right. We're doing it hard. No bathroom breaks during the rounds, uh, or no bathroom during the rounds, only bathroom breaks in between the rounds. No cell phones. If you have your cell phone out, we're going to put a big old fucking pizza pie in the oven, get it real hot and splash it in your face, giving you second, possibly third degree burns. Mamma mia. Uh, But you can wean that sweet, sweet kid. Holy cow. I know somebody who's going. Ooh, who's that? The lovely Kyle Ann. Uh-oh. There she I'm is. Here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How, what Surprise. did you get here? You're right here. You know, just been here the whole time. No bigs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. I didn't Scared even notice the you over there. Jesus. I Adam. was, yeah. I was planning this on going. This uh, didn't notice you there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Well, sure, uh, welcome, darling. Uh, thank you. Yeah. You going <laughs> to sit in on today's quiz? Yes. Okay. I will. I will suss it out. Why not? Awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, and also I will be going to Mark Davis's anniversary trivia. Do you I, have a team? So I I was talking to one Kristen, Ooh. and um, uh, she was like, "Yeah, you could totally be on my team." And I'm like, "Dang, I would like to be on that team." Dangerous, what a powerful so addition dangerous. to that team, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious to see who they bring. Uh, come one, come all, bring your people. I know I made a post and a couple people, including uh, former guest Sadie. Quizmaster Sadie. Quizmaster Sadie was talking about coming out with some people that she plays trivia with. I mean, you know, 500 sweet, sweet dollars. 500 bones. 500 dollars. So make sure you mark your calendars for that. That's Wednesday, November 9th. What time yeah. does that start? 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. Okay. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you, 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 you. Just tried something new I that don't time. Know what happened? I don't know. I was that was like that was like I think a minor uh, third with some free jazz, <laughs> some scat in a little bit, a little that bit was of scat. Oh my gosh! All right, well we're not going to scatter questions. We might ray a couple of questions later, oh, no. but why don't we take I a little mean. break? You're rolling your eyes. You helped invent that bit, my friend. I'll remind you, you're partially responsible. I know, I know. We're, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come right back with some questions in round number one. Oh boy. This first question was inspired by Seth's comment on your post in our Facebook group 
on whether or not candy bars are a type of candy, mm. which oh, uh, calls back go. a question from a, a couple episodes ago. I think I, you know, insinuated or claimed even <laughs> that uh, if you omit uh, the word bar from candy, that it could be deceptive, you know. Because maybe when you say candy, yeah, you think of like that. hard candies or something like that. And you posed this question to your Facebook group, and I was rightfully dragged, I think. I think one know. person agreed with you, and I think that was Dallas. Thank you, Dallas. And I think you, you may so have paid much. him. <laughs> Anyways, it insp- Seth's comment inspired this question. What candy, a peanut butter crisp covered in chocolate, is named in reference to its own obscurity? It's a whatchamacallit, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. A reference to his own obscurity. Whatchamacallit. Yeah, that's got to be whatchamacallit. I know better than to say no to you. Ha, well, a <laughs> yeah, crispy, I mean, you crispy lesson, peanutty thing. Peanut, yeah, peanutty. Pe- did you say peanut brittle? No, it's a, uh, a peanut crisp. Peanut crisp. A peanut butter crisp covered in chocolate. Peanut butter crisp. Okay, yeah. So whatchamacallit, yeah. I mean, unless he is saying, okay, all right, yeah, let's go. It's named it. in reference to its own obscurity. Yeah, then we're going to say whatchamacallit. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. I saw that name and I was like, oh, you know what? That's a, it's kind of an interesting name for a candy bar. And you could probably write a question just around that name, you know, and how would you write that? And named in reference to its own obscurity is mm-hmm. what I came up with. And I wanted to write a candy bar question that used just candy, you know, as a way of atonement mm-hmm. for for my claim. You so, are forgiven. Yeah. Now do 10 Hail Marys. No, the question's fine. <laughs> question's fine. Mark. All right. Let's start off with, I think, maybe an easy question. It's a sports question. Uh, what NFL team plays at Lambeau Field? Is it the Steelers? No. No? Mm-mm. Who is it? I believe it's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's mm-hmm. what I, I, I was thinking. The Cheesehead people, and I said Steelers because that's mm. how, that is the extent Those are of the Steelhead people. Those <laughs> hard cheeses. <laughs> yeah, they like a very hard cheese. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. But in my brain, I'm like, oh, that's the Steelers, duh, because that's you know Both my knowledge of football. That's, that's pretty yes. much all it extends to. Yes, but we know that the Steelers yellow comes from the city's flag. I don't know about the Green Bay Packers yellow. Where does that come from? The yellow cheese? I think so. <laughs> All, right, All right. Let's go with it. The Packers. That's correct. Hey. The Green Bay Packers. All right. Great job. All right. All right. The easy stuff is getting slawed off, sloughed off first. Slough, slough. Slough, slough. We'll see how you do with this one. This one free. could go either way. For free. This okay, one yes. could go either way for you guys. 80s television. Uh-huh. Artist Bob Ross created... Happy Little Trees on what popular instructional painting show that first aired on PBS from 1983 to 1994? What is the name of the show? What is the actual name of the Mm, show? All right, this is where I was hoping this would go. We all know Bob Ross. Oh my God, no, it's something, the the blah, blah, blah with Bob Ross. It's the blah, blah, blah. The, oh my God, I know this. I have to go into my dark place. Mm -hmm. It's paint. 
something. Garth Mangini's Dark Place. No, it's <laughs> it's something. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I'm, I'm so close. It's like. Am I tickling your brain right you now? You are. You really are. Because I know mm. it's it's the joys. The joy. No, that's, that's yeah. No, I think I think you're on the something. joy of painting. Is that it? But there's a joy I of cooking, so. though. Oh, well, which is Julia Child. The joy of the joy of painting. Doesn't that sound right, though? It does sound right. It's like the the joy of painting with Bob Ross. Um. Man, so many people dressing as Bob Ross for Halloween. An absolute legend. It's kind of crazy to think that, like, how much of a popular resurgence he had after he died. I mean, it's almost an artist cliche, you know, to say, like, well, this this artist was not really appreciated while they were alive. I don't know if that really applies to him. I think he was, you know, kind of revered during his time here. But, holy shit, he's almost more popular today than he was then. Oh, I think probably more so. Yeah. You know, I will say something that's bothered me real quick while we're talking about Bob Ross. There's like a pretty popular meme that, you know, says like, be, you know, this good thing. And it's got like a picture of uh, Mr. Rogers. Kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be kind, Mr. Rogers. Be, you know, patient. And it's got a picture of Bob Ross or whatever. And it started off with like three guys. It was like Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, and mm-hmm. like uh, Steve Irwin or whatever. Yeah. And then they started like including more. They never include a woman. <laughs> it's always like it has to exclusively be guys. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. always bothered me. Like, what you about know, Lamb Chop Lady? What about her? She's a wholesome lady. She is. Mm. What's Lamb Chop Lady's name? I don't remember. Um, sh- Sherry. Sherry. Miss Sherry? Sherry something. Yeah, you're Lamb right. Chops, play along. Da, 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 play along. Dee, well, dee, let's dee, not. Dee, dee, I don't want to get dee, too dee, involved dee, dee. in this because now I'm going to start thinking of her name. The joy. See, now you've got the joy of it's cooking. It's the joy in my of head. painting, or it's like painting something. Painting. Oh my God. Painting through. Painting with. I think painting is in the title for sure. Yeah. Sherry Lewis. Sherry Lewis. Okay. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture it in my brain. I remember it was like all the episodes were on Netflix for a while. I think while. we should just say the joy of painting. Okay, fuck it. We're going to say the joy of painting. That's absolutely correct. Oh, oh my God. God. Well done. There yeah. Go. Okay. Yeah, there, there is, of course, the joy of cooking uh, that preceded it. But yeah. Do you know, they were both PBS. So w- w- yeah, it makes sense that they're like, okay, joy of cooking, the joy of painting. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a double down? Like a, like a, uh, a franchise? The of series? The joy of The joy series? of dot dot dot. Mm hmm. Is there any others? I don't know. Bob Vila, the joy of carpentry. <laughs> the, the joy, joy of, of this carpentry. old house. <laughs> the joy of this old house. The joy. <laughs> <laughs> the never-ending joy. <laughs> joy. Uh, here is a question for you. Bitter Greens is a popular Kyle Ann song. It is. Here's a little question about Bitter Pit. Bitter Pit it is, is a disease that mostly affects which what type of fruit? I know you like that. <laughs> Bitter pit is a disease that mostly affects which type of fruit? Right off the bat, I'm thinking peach because peaches are known for having the peach pit and there's an almond inside uh, the pit. What? Yeah. 
You know that? Are you kidding me? I'm this not like a, kidding one of those you. hide a quarter and a piece of furniture type things. What? You've never seen those videos? No. Where they put like a uh, a quarter inside of like a a piece of wood, and then they put that piece of wood inside of like a couch, and then they put that couch inside of a house. What's the You've point of the that? quarter? Huh? What's the point of the quarter? It's a secret quarter. Why? You're telling why, me there's though? a secret almond inside of a peach there pit? There is a secret almond inside of a peach pit. Have you never broken it inside the, the, the pit of a peach and seen oh, no, an almond? No, I, I just throw that thing away. I, I didn't know there was more to it's, it. It's not a very tasty Ooh. almond, but it is an almond. So, okay. I mean, I guess you could, like, roast it. Yes, you can it's roast like, it. It tastes like a raw it. almond, I'm Yes, assuming, exactly. Which never tastes good. No, they're they're kind of well. Actually, you know, raw almonds. Once you get in the store, mm-hmm. uh, those actually do taste better than the ones I actually did it because I remember being skeptical myself once, thinking like, "There's a fucking almond in here. There's no way." And then I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to eat this peach and open this peach pit, and there's a fucking almond in there." Damn. And then I ate it, and it was like soft and very bitter, which is why I immediately thought of peaches when he said bitter pit. Let's go with the peach pit. The peach. Sorry, that's incorrect. What? The correct answer is the apple. Mm. The apple. Bitter pit? Bitter pit. Oh, all mm. right. I guess there's kind of a pit in there. Yep. It's. I've always referred to it as a core. Yeah. A pit. Never heard of an Bitter apple pit. pit. The Glen apples. I'm kidding. The Glen Hoy. That's a raspberry. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't confuse me. Like it's so it's so often that you we we have like a wrong answer, and then my brain tries to record that mm-hmm. as the correct answer. So okay. yes, the Glenhoy Raspberry. Indeed. All right. A '90s question. '90s history. At the brink of bankruptcy in 1997, Apple received a 150 million dollar investment from what other company? It's it's Microsoft, isn't it? I mean, that would be a real son of a bitch. I think it's Microsoft because I feel like I remember uh, reading this somewhere. That what year? Nineteen ninety-seven. Well, look, I'm not going to say I'm not going to doubt you. Um, I will just throw one other idea out there. Yeah, but I'll go. I'll go with Microsoft. The thing it seems too good to be true. It seems so on the nose. But I was also thinking. And this is probably going way too into it. Intel. And the reason I'm saying that is because I know that Microsoft used to have its own processors. And then they started using Intel processors. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there's any correlation there. But, I mean, it could very well be Microsoft. I really think it's Microsoft. We're going to say Microsoft. That's correct. There you go. Yeah. Bill Gates Perfect making that range. call. But interestingly, in 1992, uh, that's when the Federal Trade Commission started investigating whether or not Microsoft had a monopoly. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there was something else at play. Like, hey, let's keep them alive so that we don't look more monopolish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who, was, uh, who followed up that investigation after the FTC? Mm. Janet Reno. Oof. Your girl. <laughs> Your gal. Here's a music question for y'all okay. to round out this first round of trivia. What unplugged album went on to become the best-selling live album of all time, selling more than 26 million copies? Well, right off the bat, I'm thinking Nirvana. Yeah. 
Maybe also, that's... I don't want to claim Janet Reno. You said you girl, but I'm not claiming Janet <laughs> Reno. Uh, that's um, probably a good call. She ain't mine. Yeah. Uh, a cab includes Janet Reno. <laughs> this is the sound of a. Oh, we're in our post Halloween. Uh, I forgot to mention that was like for my candy question. That was our send off to Halloween right here at the beginning. But Mark's I did have a McRib before I came over. Oh yeah, and customary. it was a nine point seven man. Oh hell yeah! Wow. Okay. This thing was fucking happy killer. for you. Any any tips journey? on an order for our listeners that might want to enjoy a McRib? Uh, how would they order it? The Mark Davis way, you might call it. Well, I'll tell you this reason. This that. season, uh, McRibs are very saucy. So, proceed with caution. I've been getting all my McRibs light sauce. I add Big Mac sauce. Okay, this is the way. Add bacon. Diced Mm. onions instead of slivered onions. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a jam. Sounds delightful. It's my jam. That's probably, I I can just, yeah, Mac sauce, good call. That's what I would do also. It gives you this nice salty, ooh, it's good. And now a Reese's cup for dessert. Four Reese's cups. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So this question. We yeah. just hung up these guitars and now I hear a reverb every time I talk. <laughs> <laughs> I really I think it's Nirvana. Can you think of a more unplugged album that's more iconic than the Nirvana unplugged? Like I'm best selling live album of all time. I just feel like that shit was everywhere, even like on the radio when I was a kid. It's what made the the fucking yeah, series I mean, what it is. I, I really, I really want to agree with you. But are you thinking of a different one? Like, can you even think of one that's more popular than that? I mean, I'm. There I was one than, that was popular, but which one? Um, I think. I mean, it's just hard to go against Nirvana here. That is that is such. I a, mean, I'm happy to hear like any you know other good answer. Yeah, but I just can't. I, feel I literally like I remember the Eric Clapton unplugged album being very big. Yes. That's a good one too. Okay. And yeah. I mean his his star I mean fuck that guy, but you know Yeah, and his star might have faded a little bit, you know, in more recent times, but you know, he was huge. Yeah, Tears he was in huge Heaven many, acoustic many version decades. was like mm-hmm. and like the Layla mm-hmm. acoustic was like everyone my oh my god, my parents. I would argue to that, that maybe Tears in Heaven and that Layla were bigger singles than maybe anything that came off of the Nirvana Unplugged album. You might be right. I mean, the Nirvana one is near and dear to our hearts. The uh, I believe the last uh, public performance of Kurt Cobain. I am not. It was one of them. I think that was recorded like a couple weeks before he died. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And like everyone, I remember everybody talking about how eerie it was because like Kurt Cobain kept saying like, I want it to look like a funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, and which is Mission why there's like candles and shit everywhere. Yeah. And it's like dark and gloomy looking on stage. Uh, guest appearances by the meat puppets. I don't know. Were they, Chris were they Kirk, in it or did they Kirk, just play Kirkwood? the song? No, they, what, were they in it or did they just play the song? They were there. They were. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They, I thought they, they, they played, sat in for a few oh, songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For those songs, I don't think Kurt Cobain played even even played guitar. I think Pat Smear went off stage and, um, yeah, that's was, killer. One of the members of Rasputina playing cello mm-hmm. on uh, All Apologies. Mm-hmm. I think did they play that and Dumb? Yeah, on a couple maybe of that's what I'm thinking. Yes. Um, so any other hits. notable guest appearances from that? Uh, the singer of the Foo Fighters. 
Uh, oh, what's his playing name? Playing Dave <laughs> Grohl. Playing the, that's drums. not a guest appearance. Hey. <laughs> but you He's see what band. I did there. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, what do you think? Eric Clapton? Honestly, I could go either way because I think, I think you're... I there don't was know, man. Allison Chains, I, I, but I don't think no, that's sold that. more than... So I, I really feel <laughs> like... Uh, man, that's so hard to say because like... I think those singles, yeah, were probably more popular. But I feel like 10, the record maniacs. as a whole, that, that wasn't as popular. That fucking version of Because the Night is better than the original, no. in my opinion. Uh, that might be the I first one I heard. Spoke. I think was the 10,000 Maniacs version. I heard that The way her voice breaks when she sings Take Me Now. Mm-hmm. God. Natalie Merchant yeah. is a... Still gives me chills. Natalie Imbruglia. Just kidding. Natalie, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Natalie Merchant. I'm just kidding. I love Natalie Imbruglia, too. Though. <laughs> um, hold on. Who else do we got? There's, there were a ton of unplugs, Those actually. are there the ones ton. that... I mean, I think Alanis Morissette did an unplugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really think that those are the ones that was probably... Rod Stewart? I don't even remember that. He definitely did what? Or that story? I really one. think it's Nirvana. I think or one. I think it's Nirvana. Page One had their own rip-off show, Storytellers. Ah, could be. Steely Dan did a Storytellers. Yeah. Very good. That's not, yeah, I'm not knocking the quality at all of Storytellers, but it was clearly inspired by MTV's Unplugged series. There's a part in Storytellers where um, Walter Becker, Big Rip, is talking about how he got into a, a taxi after practicing, and the taxi driver you know, in New York is like, so what do you do for a living? He's like a musician. He goes, who do you play with? And he goes, oh, this band Steely Dan. He goes, Steely Dan some of the dumbest lyrics I ever heard in my life. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. Is That's there gas in the car? Yeah, there's gas in the car. <laughs> <laughs> right to Walter Becker. This does not give a fuck. Like, true New York cabbie. Oh, man. What is with New Yorkers and Steely Dan? <laughs> my, my, my dad loves Steely Dan. My mom hates Steely Dan. Steely Dan's a California <laughs> What is it with them? Through. They have totally mixed opinions. <laughs> That's when you saw Squanch's Tears. Oh, know. God. Yeah. Mm. Um, what do what you do think, think guys? Jinx Coke. Uh, <laughs> I really think it's Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go with it. Nirvana. Unplugged. The correct answer is... Ah, God damn it. <laughs> the one and only Eric Clapton. I, well, I knew it was between those two. Yeah. <sighs> yep. You guys got close. Yep. You guys got close and you flirted with it, but you mm-hmm. talked your way out of it. Hell hath no fury like a Are middle-aged you sure? person is it, buying that CDs. still is it remains to this day to be a better selling album, I guess. It is his best selling it, album. Mm-hmm. And it is still the best selling live album. Live album of all time. Wow. Wow. Yes, all sir. Right. Well, you gotta respect that. <laughs> Why am I sure? Wow, way to question <laughs> well, your co-host's integrity. No, I mean, you know. Just, what do you mean? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> did I really do your homework? <sighs> yes, I did. All right, fair Nirvana enough. Nirvana deserves more, but whatever. What's that? Nirvana deserves that more, but whatever. No, no. See, this is how it gets recorded wrong. We have to establish. <laughs> You're Eric here to Clapton fuck his shit up. Has bested Nirvana in this sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good unplugged Sh- though. Sure, babe. All right. I think that's three and three, right? It is. Okay. Let's take a little break, and then we're going to come back with some miscorrections and some no notes. Yeah. 
right, we're back, and it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. All right. Well, actually, before we get to our missed corrections, I just want to share a little tip for any quiz masters that might be listening. I was uh, trying to figure out how to uh, gauge or weight the points for some questions on a recent quiz. And I was like, I just don't know, like, which one of these is more well-known. Is it the dog sled race, the Iditarod, or the obscure card-playing game from the Star Wars franchise, Sabacc? Like, I kind of needed one to be four points and one to be five points, you know? So I was like, mm, which one of these is, you know, I've got these two questions here. I'm just trying to balance out my quiz. So I, I looked on Google Trends to see how many searches each of these uh, topics had. And I found out that I did a rod slightly more popular over, uh, over the past year uh, than Sabak. So that's what I based it on. I, 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 yeah, I would that. say that's so right. I would recommend using that as a tool. You can put in more than two different searches at a time. You can, I think have up to like five or six and uh, gives you a little graph of, uh, you know, how, how many searches occurred over a period of time. And uh, you can maybe use that to uh, weight out your points and your difficulty to, uh, you know, base it on something like its relative obscurity to some of the other topics that you might have in your trip. It's a great idea. Thank you. All right. We've got some miscorrections here. Uh, this is from Rick. Rick writes, hi, Lee and Mark. In episode 220, Hello, Rick. Lee asks, what is the term for a slice of fresh fish which tops a mound of vinegar seasoned sushi rice? Do you remember the answer to that? Mark? Sashimi. No, it's nope, not sashimi. It's not that actually. Sashimi is uh, a, a dish that includes rice, I believe. Um, I'm just talking about just the name of the fish. It's something it's like um, it's some two syllable. It's like it's, kaju. It's three. It's nigiri. Oh, that's oh it. nigiri. That's duh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Rick continues here. I think there's some ambiguity in the question. As I heard the question, it sounded like it was asking specifically for the name of the fish used as a topping. And to that, there's a slightly more precise answer than nigiri, the netta. It's kind of like asking, what is the term for a handle which holds a long, sharp metal blade? Where it might be hard to tell if the quiz master wants hilt or sword. Mm. In this context, Netta is probably ultra-specific knowledge, so it's a reasonable to assume Lee wanted Nigiri as the answer. But I also figured, as appreciators of trivial knowledge, you might enjoy the deep dive. Love the podcast. I'm so glad you guys do what you do. Thank you. Cheers. Rick G. Ah, cheers, mate. Yes, thank um, you, Rick. Cheers. Very, very funny that he uh, mentions that, because let me tell you a question that I asked uh, when I was subbing in for you um at uh at uh ollie's okay what name for a spiked stick used for driving cattle that appears in the bible and oedipus rex is also a word that means to provoke or annoy someone as to stimulate some action or reaction a prod so prod Oh, was not the right answer that I was looking for. The word I was looking for was goad. However, prod is technically correct. Yeah. So I had everybody put prod and I looked and sure enough. uh, Now, generally speaking, when we think of a cattle prod, it's an electric prod. But it originally was a spiked stick or a, a pointy stick. But is a used. prod mentioned in Oedipus Rex? Well, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Oh, see, so that's the qualifier. Yeah, and I did think, but I just 
and everybody got prod. Everybody put prod. Mm-hmm. So I just gave everyone the points. Mm-hmm. It was either going to be less or more of the points. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. Okay. Uh, so everyone either had like five points more, or everybody had five points less. Right. Um, it was nice, even ground. It's an amicable way to deal. Yeah, with but it. also but when I you get into like things it. like Oedipus Rex, it was probably translated from another language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you get into that, like, the Bible's translated from another language or for many languages. So, you start going, mm-hmm. oh, well, they'll say, you know, they'll say prod. It could also mean this. It could also mean that. It's just a spike stick. And they just use their own word, you know, as to what it means. So, it was kind of in uh, sticky territory, but yeah. made me think of that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah definitely. Good timing. Uh, oh, Rick has a PS here. My favorite term of venery for no nonsense listeners is. Nobodies, which you use in some early episodes. Uh, PPS, can you release Mark's song at the end of episode 12 on iTunes so I can buy it and listen to it whenever I want? Is that when I played guitar and, and wrote a song? Maybe. What? Let's, let's when did you here. do that? <laughs> it was a long time ago. I had one of your guitars sitting around and I just like started like jamming around and just fucking around on the song about quiz, about quizzes or some shit. It was forever ago. It was fucking 200-something episodes ago. Over so 200. So I'm blown away. Trivia. Trivia. Love to ask questions about Bolivia. <laughs> and when the game why the fuck isn't that the theme song for this podcast? What a great yeah. song. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, thanks, Rick, for the uh, throwback there. Seriously. Love that. Wow. We were so young and bright-eyed then. <laughs> yeah, nothing but blue skies ahead. Man, next time we do a live one, I'll have to do a live rendition of that and have Kylie sing with me. That yeah. was wonderful. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, we also heard from Clay Dunker. I know it will be discussed elsewhere, probably, but I guess to get the conversation started. Clay is such a hard started, thing to dunk. He's Duncan. He's uh he he dropped the donuts from his name. It used to be Clay Dunker Donuts. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, he says, "I know it will be discussed elsewhere, probably. It hasn't. So good, good <laughs> on you, Clay. But I guess to get the conversation started, the answer red instead of George Gipp came from Red Grange, who is nicknamed the Galloping Ghost. Ah, so my hint kind of uh, thrown Seth off there a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was a running back for the University of Illinois." But he lived until his 90s, I believe. We also heard from uh, a no-note here from Holgas. Just got to the April Fool's episode in the back catalog. The kids are such good hosts. Really good oh, yeah. flow. They sound just like you guys. I'd listen to a whole show from them. Thank you, Holgast. We did uh, pass that on to them. They're very excited to do a- another show at some point. So uh, look forward to that. And then we heard from Eric. Um, fixing an F-rated question. This is uh, in regards to... Uh, Seth from South Carolina, he wrote in for our Rate My Question last week about Damascus. And uh, actually, we heard from Seth. Let's, let's go ahead and, uh, and listen to him. He, he gave us a call just to kind of clarify some things here. Hey, guys. I promise this is going to be my last call. Um, oh, can you pause it? Uh, don't make this your last call, Seth. Yeah. 
I, I just want to say that right off. Well, we love you calling in. I'll tell yeah. you right out of the game. We got another call from him right after this. <laughs> oh, good. So, okay. Good. It's not, good. Let's not give up hope. I good. think we'll, we'll see what happens. But good. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Seth. Um, I felt the need to defend my question slightly after hearing you guys rip it apart just now on the podcast. Um, I knew it was kind of a crazy question or potential question, but I wanted to explain it a little bit. The reason I said potentially inappropriate words is because damn and ass could both be nouns that mean different things as well as the, the word that can be appropriate. And the verb was actually cuss and not kiss, which cuss, you know, the verb to use profanity. Right. So anyway, that was my idea. I apologize. It came across extremely <laughs> poorly. But anyway, uh, again, love the podcast. Keep it going. You, and Seth. I promise, like I said, I won't call you guys for a long no, time. No, 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 no. None of that. Seth, you know, we got to tell you to, you know, you got to get back up on your horse here. You know, I mean, yeah. that was, you sent in, you know, it was a little bit of a stinker. Yeah. But it's fine. You know, we. It was a very big stinker. It, we, it gave us, you know, something yeah, to talk okay. about and, and analyze and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes there are quiz masters that are, you know, really out there, like, looking for stuff. And we just want to provide, like, you know, our opinions on, you know, how we would write the questions. Do you I know? have questions I'd take back? Absolutely. Oh, same. Do I have questions that They're as soon as I asked them, even. I said, what have, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Like yeah yeah it, it, through and through nobody so. shoots a hundred indeed or bats a thousand indeed. yeah shoots a hundred is that a <laughs> does anybody shoot a hundred is that even a phrase no I don't think so all right no. bats Bat a thousand, a thousand yeah. I'll I'll stick with that uh, Nabil also mentioning a small correction for Seth who was telling us that aluminum is not an element it mm-hmm. is yeah. it is absolutely an element actually Joey messaged me and told me that yeah so we um, heard uh, on Twitter as well from some people. <laughs> Yep, and also Nabil on the Discord. So Seth getting it six ways to Sunday. Yeah, that aluminum is definitely an element, and that's that. But we have not uh, or aluminium. We have not avoided it criticism either, though, because you uh, persuaded us that Mississippi was not on the coast, uh, and I was blown and away. Look, I <laughs> own got- it. I, I I I was blown away. I, I mean, I'm still kind of in shock, but I'm, I'm also terrible with geography. So. Yeah. Uh, you were selling it hard, surprised. though. I was second-guessing myself. I'm I almost said something, but I was like, geography. I don't want to be an idiot, and it's not, you know? It's me who's the idiot. Let me be the idiot. I gotcha. Anyways, we've got one more call here from uh, from Seth from South Carolina. <laughs> Shit. One more thing. <laughs> I did mean to say syllables and not consonants, ah, and ah. I also meant to say international capital city, if that would have made any difference, no. but... International capital city helps. That, that would like, a capital would have been a good. Yeah, you know, good, yeah. I think the, he did, did the he problem. Say the, the problem for me was not. It's the construction of the. No, it's not the, the answers. It's, it's it's just it's it's not. It's not a it's not a fact. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's it's a puzzle. It's a yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. And, and d- even with a puzzle, it's kind of a, like I said, it's something that like. When you're 10 and you learn about Damascus, you're like, Mom, can I see the D word? Can I see the A word so I can say Damascus? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like when you learn Shih Tzu. It's like, like, imagine having a question that's about a Shih Tzu and you're like, 
what word whose name kind of means do do it's like <laughs> just no <laughs> like get around all that like that's not i hear you all. yeah it's 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 definitely appealing to you know the more immature sensibilities i yeah. guess but you know that's you can cut loose a little bit with with trivia but we did we did kind of you know no, like you can't. we did kind of poo poo the question of the point and say like it's basically uh worthless you know and like uh, you gave it an F. I don't. I don't think I gave it a rating. I, I might give it a uh, lowercase p at least because it's geography related, and people like geography questions. But yeah. anyways, we we heard from Eric, uh, who wrote in with a the subject of the email said fixing an F rated question. Ooh. I thought this was very interesting. Eric wrote first time, long time, and all that. I really appreciate your content, and I thought I would submit a revision to the Damascus question from okay. the most recent episode. Hopefully I can change an F-rated question into full pibs and maybe even get a few motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, maybe. What city, the oldest capital in the world, may have a profane-sounding name when broken down syllabically? Yeah, okay. I think that's better. Um. Yeah, I would give it... Um. I mean, I would give it that like a... Like a, uh, like a B. Um, I, I just like what's the oldest fucking capital city? Yeah, it doesn't uh, you know, even need like, that. I don't, there's just something. Look, I love potty humor, and I love dirty words. I love the whole nine yards. Um, it, there's just, I can't put my finger right now on what it is that bothers me about. <laughs> About that, it's just very. I don't know how to put it. I I actually just want. I don't want to say I disagree with you, but I think this is by far the best version of oh, this absolutely question. far. And I away. would give this pibs. I would give this full Upper pibs. Case? Yeah, I, I believe so. It's got you know a interesting piece of trivia in it. I mean, like I said, geography is very popular. Uh, the oldest capital in the world. That's interesting. The built-in hint is the profane sounding name when broken down syllabically. I think that that it, it is a puzzle in a sense, but combined with the oldest capital in the world, it, and it's just a hint, you yeah, know, it adds a little bit of flavor to it. And I wouldn't rewrite it either I, at all. I'm giving this a capital S. I think that I, you know, I, would I, 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 I was wrong to say uh, in the last episode that, you know, this this question can't be used or there was nothing here, clearly. I just want to, you know, commend Eric here for yeah. his... his yeah, own, I think I mean, that's, that's a much better version. Far and away, a much, mm-hmm. much, much better version of the question. And I, to Seth's credit, he conceived of this idea, even though he didn't nail the landing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, missed, he missed the landing zone by maybe quite a bit. But, you know, he put this out here, it, out there, we read it, and uh, I think Eric did a great job of uh, turning this into a, uh, a usable trivia question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> a reluctant uh, B I'm, <laughs> from Mark on that. I don't like the setup for this question so much. I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah. I just think That's it's fair. cool that we are collaborating here I on do this think, podcast. I do Our think that it's cool that somebody right took now. it. And it's like, it's like those videos. Have you seen those videos where it's like, I took an old axe and I like made it look like brand new. And they take this mm-hmm. old axe and they like beat all the fucking 
rust off of it and they do all this shit and they make it look like new and they put a new carbon fiber handle on it. And I'm like, just buy a new axe. <laughs> like, why are you no, fucking, no, no. why are you putting <laughs> makeup on a pig? Like, it's just, you know, it, I'm glad that he, look, and, and when I see someone do it, I go, Hey man, that's cool yeah. that you're able to do that. I, think I don't want to cool. do that. And yeah. I, think, I think this question totally works. It's fine. You don't have to do it. Eric took care of it. Eric took it. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Eric continues. I thought the original question had potential is just worded awkwardly. Hopefully this will provide some encouragement to the user who's the user. I like that too. Like we are providing a service here. Yes. <laughs> the user who submitted the rate by question again. Thanks for the content. I'm glad you're safe from the hurricane. Cheers. E. Thanks, I love Eric. getting cheers. Yeah, we're getting cheers by cheers, Ray. God. Cheers by E and Seth. Uh, please don't make that your last call. Yeah, yeah don't no. worry about it, man. You know, I feel like I can speak. I mean, I, this isn't my podcast, but I do see how delighted Lee is whenever he's like, "Hey, we got another call from a listener," and it's yeah. I mean, we like we beg for calls. Yeah. So call mm-hmm. all the time, please. Yeah, and we'll hear from uh, we'll hear from somebody else later too for our rate my question segment. Yeah, if you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia at gmail dot com. Call us at one nine two nine three five six sixty nine six six, or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podchaser, Good Pods. Spotify, wherever else you might find our podcast available to rate and review. Are you guys ready for the beginning of the second round of trivia? Please. Oh my God, my body is ready. Please. All right. Please. Here it is. What TV series running from 1978 to 1991 and revived shortly from 2012 to 2014 was causing watchers to ask, who shot J.R.? Oh, that's Dallas. Indeed. Not Quizmaster Dallas, but the television series Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. There was even a parody of that on The Simpsons. Who Loads shot of teams Burns. not getting that right. Really? I have actually caused. never seen Dallas at all, but I do. I think, honestly, I only know this from researching trivia for mm. you, for writing trivia questions. It was definitely The Simpsons for me, because the uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns was such a clear parody of it, but had to be explained to me, you know, uh, by my parents. Oh, yeah, this is a play on uh, Who Shot J.R. in Dallas. Yep. But yeah, go. Dallas, uh, that was a immensely popular uh, television series. And Soap opera, I think, basically. Yeah, be- it became known for its epic cliffhanger, mm-hmm. Who Shot J.R. There you are. Good question. Thanks. An astronomy question. Sometimes referred to as Earth's evil twin, what planet's spin is so slow that its day lasts longer than its year? Venus. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. We can go with Venus. Earth's evil twin. I know, I think it could be Venus. I think it also could be Mars. I think people, I I have, when I've watched, like, Nova shit as a kid, I remember hearing scientists say, like, Mars is very similar to Earth. It's like we're looking at the future of Earth. Um, Mm -hmm. If Earth was farther away, it's very similar. (laughs) Just like that. And they start grapefruiting their own (laughs) junk. They do. (laughs) 
Great. He's gonna cut all of this out. I know he. <laughs> what? No, but. <laughs> uh, well, I think we should say after Venus. That noise. All right, let's go Venus. We're gonna say Venus. Hey, hey, that's correct. Dream Team. Yeah, it takes 243 team. days for Venus to rotate, and it uh, orbits around the sun in 225 days. So There you go. Right. A year is shorter than okay, the day cool. on Venus. Damn, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire at your desire. Here is your What's next. the name of that group? Shocking Blue? Bananarama is the one who did the 80s version of right. it. Right. Right, but I think it was Shocking Blue. <clears throat> oh, maybe. Who did the original? Possibly. All right. Did I ask you this question? Well, I don't know. I'll let you know. I think I did. I'll ask it, and you can cut it if I asked it. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful was a catchphrase made popular from a Pantene commercial featuring what model and actress who starred in Weird Science and Hard to Kill? You asked this at Trivia. Yeah, we were okay, there when we won the okay. Trivia. That's okay. All right. Her name okay. is... Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Right. And we, we, we did know that. We got mm-hmm. that right because we... You uh, said Weird Science. And yep. I was like, oh, it's... Yeah. And we had just listened to the doubled feature episode uh-huh. of Weird Science. Yeah. Okay. Like on the drive. Right, he doesn't care. No, no, I, I'm I'm giving time to ask another question. In medicine, a man toe test is a skin test for diagnosing immunity from what disease? In medicine, a man toe test M A N T O U X a man toe test is a skin test for diagnosing immunity. From which disease? The chicken pox? Oh. I guess because when you have it, you become immune yeah. afterwards. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And why else would you be testing the skin if not for a disease or illness that affects the skin? Mm-hmm. You said disease? Yes. Uh, is chicken pox a disease? Yes. Okay. Or smallpox. They're viral diseases, right? Yeah, so I don't know. Could be either one of those. Hmm. Can you become immune from smallpox? I guess if you take If you a get a vaccine, yeah. yeah. So you do the, t- the skin test to double check? Make sure the vaccine worked? I mean, the, the chicken pox thing... Almost makes a little bit more sense to me just because I don't think you can inoculate against chicken pox other than just getting it. Picking chocks. I think maybe Blah. they have. Maybe not. Oh, my God. Do they? Do we have to give our kids the chicken pox? Well, hopefully not. <laughs> like, remember when you, they had to do that to us when we were kids? Are they going to make us give our kids the chicken pox? <laughs> they got a gun to your head? Give it to them. Give <laughs> well, them the chicken pox. Well, that's what they did. I mean, didn't you do this as a kid where you're like, oh, go play with the kids with the chicken pox so you no, can get it? No, what the fucking question is there that? Are definitely, there are definitely parents that... that My parents like, were those parents. Yeah, chicken pox oh. parties. Did you never get the chicken pox? No, I, I had it, but I think I got it accidentally. Okay. I just, like, yeah, it was not it. like a purposeful, yeah. like, quick, mm-hmm. the next door neighbors have chicken pox. Throw Mark over there. <laughs> no, that <laughs> was definitely a thing. That was for me. That was That's definitely dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, my, I remember it. I remember taking an oatmeal bath well, very clearly. I think the idea is like get it taken care of so when you don't get it when you're older. Like it, that episode of Friends. Because it sucks when you're older, I guess, to yeah. get the chicken pox as an adult. It might actually be like a lot worse or something. I'm not sure. I'm no doctor. Anyways, the Manteau test. I mean, I'm thinking chicken pox. Yeah, I don't know if you have any other. It. Okay, chicken pox. Chicken pox. It's incorrect. <sighs> It is a disease also known as consumption. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Oh, wow. Is the correct answer. You could take a skin. They could, do, they could test your skin to see if you're that immune. That Manto test. Huh. I didn't even know you could be immune to tuberculosis. With a vaccine. Is it? I think there's vaccine. Is there? I think there's vaccination for TB. Yeah, I believe so. Because like it's it was a huge epidemic back in the day, and now it's like gone. And why else do you know, I'm assuming Manteau is the name of the doctor who developed the test. I would assume so. Yeah, sounds like a French name. Uh, yeah, there is a tuberculosis vaccination. I should have made the question. It's called the BCG vaccine. Bacillus calamet gurin vaccine is a vaccine primarily used against tuberculosis. I should have made the question: What skin tests used to see whether or not someone? is immune to tuberculosis could be broken down syllabically as a part of the body on a certain gender. <laughs> the man toe. <laughs> God damn. See how much that sucks? Of course. Well, I'm, I'm version of that question. Yeah. <laughs> the man toe. Yeah, no need to go that far. You know, there's different ways to write a question. <laughs> there's different ways. The <laughs> All right, I've got a question. Uh, that that question might make you want to scream, Mark. Here's a question about screaming. Hell yeah! All right, okay. Scream for a cure was an event held to set a Guinness World Record for longest, loudest scream by a crowd, and was achieved on June 11th, 2010, at Dodger Stadium. And was led by what legendary British singer who would release an album titled Scream shortly thereafter? Who led the longest, loudest scream by a crowd in history? A British singer. Did you give a year? 2010. And Scream, the album, was also released that year. British singer. Can you read the question one more time, please? Scream for a Cure was an event held to set a Guinness World Record for longest, loudest scream by a crowd and was achieved on June 11th, 2010 at Dodger Stadium and was led by what legendary British singer who would release an album titled Scream shortly thereafter? Well, it's not Adele. No. 2010 British singer. Are there any British singers with like a really killer like scream? I mean, scream is kind of a weird word, right? Because like there's different kinds of scream. Yeah. Robert Plant kind of comes to mind. Okay. You know what? And that might have been. Around the time when he released that record with Allison Krauss, so he was like doing shit, you know. Well, he's definitely done a lot of solo stuff. So, I mean, legendary British singer. It, 
I don't need you to a- a re- reread the whole question, but did you say known for their scream? No, they just released okay. an album. They released scream. an album called Scream. I wonder if it could be Roger Daltrey as well. Yeah. Oh, that could definitely be Roger Daltrey. And he was, I think, releasing records in 2010. Oh, you know what? What if fucking, what if the whole lead up was the beginning of fucking we'll Bob fooled. O'Reilly? Yeah. We'll get fooled again. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it just had, bah, 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 and then, yeah. yeah, exactly. And everyone had to scream and hold it. I think we should go with Roger Daltrey. Okay. We're going to say Roger Daltrey. Oh, I'm sorry. I it love was such that a good idea. story. I know. I love that idea. Can I just ask you, is it Robert Plant? It is not. Okay. okay. All right. It is one Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, oh yeah, okay. okay. He was not right. screaming. Okay. He was leading them. Okay. And screaming. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the motherfucker. Everybody on the three. Stop screaming. He okay. didn't, he one, didn't two, do anything at three. all. And then you go, I keep it going. Uh, okay. Hey, it's all dude. God damn it! Yeah! Impact oh, Sharon! I almost got it! Yeah! I have this like memories of like said. watching the Osbournes <laughs> with my family as a kid and like my dad like belly laughing at Ozzy being Ozzy. <laughs> you know, like Sharon just being like it was, a, it was a great sitcom. Oh, my the God. The Osbournes was a great sitcom. The first season was. I just want to say, I love how you did that for about 45 seconds to a minute and then wrapped it up with saying, that's what he's doing, just so the listener knows that that was not you. Well, That yeah. was you as... If you anybody walks say, in halfway through that whole spiel, then they that, think, what, what are you listening to? Doing. Is this like, you're just listening to this right now? Rewind it. <laughs> I can say, don't worry, other listener that just walked in. Yeah, you're good. That's not me. I'm doing an impression of Ozzy Osbourne Mm -hmm. at Scream for a Cure in 2010 at Dodger Stadium. It's okay. Everything is fine. (laughs) How about a question mark? Here's a question mark. (laughs) Uh, I see. (laughs) Menachem Begin. tight. Was jointly awarded with the Nobel Peace Prize in 1978. Along with what Egyptian president? Now I feel bad because it's a person's name. Uh, um, 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 hang on. I know this Can I hear the question one more time? Menachem Begin. I was just ashamed. Sorry. Okay, yes. Menachem Begin? Begin. Begin. Like bacon strips. (laughs) All right. Menachem Begin strips was jointly awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1978 with what Egyptian president? Which Egyptian president? Hmm. I know his name. Prove it. Put up I or shut up. I could tell you who was president of the United States in 1978, Mark. Do you remember the movie I Love You, Man? No, I didn't see that. Ha! Ah, what the hell? You're useless. I'm kidding. Um, you're not useless. I know I'm going to recognize you. this guy's name when we hear it. Because oh okay, I love you, man. It was. Uh, I ran, I think. uh, Jason Siegel had a little pug dog, and uh, Paul Rudd was like, "Oh, what's the dog's name?" He's like, "It's Gibson President." Like, why'd you name him that? He's like, "Looks just like him." And what's the name of that fucking dog? Um, I don't know. I don't know, babe. I know the second you say it, I'm going to be like, motherfucker. Robbie Robertson. Oh, yes. 
singer of the band, president of Egypt. Stephen Stills. What was the other guy's name? Bagan? Menachem Bagan. Menachem Bagan. Um, from Germany? Did you say he was from Germany? I did not say. Did you say what country he was from? I did not say. Oh, interesting. It's... <sighs> All right, I can't. I can't I, go I on. Can't, yeah. I can't. I don't know. I can't wow. go we gotta, on. We got to leave this one blank. We're, we're You're just, going blank, oh. huh? I've got no no guess. The correct answer is Anwar Sadat. Anwar fucking Sadat. That was the dog's name. Fuck. Ah, I'm so mad. That was it. That was the. Ah, that was the name I couldn't get to. I knew that. Menachem Begin. From Israel, mm-hmm. if the Menachem didn't oh, right. <laughs> give it a pretty big giveaway there. Anwar Sadat. God damn it. And Anwar Sadat. I fucking yes. knew that. Anwar I fucking Sadat. knew that. Well, All right. what's the dog's name? Anwar Sadat. You left it blank, and I cannot award you any points. I'm so sorry. Look it up. That's the name of the dog. I'm right. That's fine. I believe you. No, we don't need to. We trust you. There's trust in this house. God damn it. I fucking knew this. Oh, that I'm so mad. I'm pleasure. so mad. I <laughs> fucking knew that. what I live for. Motherfucker. Yeah, there it is. God. A question about birds. So My mad. last question. An illustrated book about birds. <laughs> After analyzing the likes on 27,000 Instagram posts featuring bird photography, in 2021, a German research organization found what type of stocky Nocturnal bird, which is native to Australia and Southeast Asia, and is named for its unique bill to be the most photogenic type of bird. Isn't it the spoonbill? The most photogenic? I'm sorry, I was distracted because I'm still really (laughs) mad about Anwar Sadat. Like, I should have known that. Okay. You really should have. And it's actually pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I know. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed. Well, As your we husband say, couldn't even name a president of Egypt. That was well, that was the president. I knew that was the answer, and I couldn't. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Can say, you repeat you the question again? Or you will learn. I'm mad about you it. Lose. You can't lose. You can't lose. Trademark. Uh, after analyzing the likes on 27,000 Instagram posts featuring bird photography in 2021, a German research organization found what type of stocky nocturnal bird, which is native to Australia and Southeast Asia, and is named for its unique bill to be the most photogenic. Stocky uh, nocturnal bird. Mm-hmm. Unique bill. I mean, I'd be fine with Spoonbill. It's Bill. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bill. (laughs) Oh, if we ever get a Bill on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Find a Bill. Gil and Bill. Have him find a Bill, pick it up for the rest of the day. You'll have good luck. (laughs) Uh, I mean, (laughs) I was trying to think of um, Australian birds. Or Southeast Asian birds Southeast Asian. that are nocturnal. You know, I think you might be right with that spoonbill. Yeah, is it nocturnal? Uh, I think I've seen pictures of it kind of in the dark, and it's very frightening looking. Yeah, uh-huh. But it's, not, it's supposed to be photogenic, not frightening. But I mean, well, I mean, they're fun to take pictures of. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, know yeah, that there was yeah. like, people like had a big heart on for taking pictures of this thing because it's so frightening. Okay. 
You want to go with it? Look, fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to say the I'm spoon bill. No, I'm sorry. Now, I'll be honest. Before I wrote this question, I didn't know anything about this this creature. Great. So we're all learning something here. This is called the frog mouth. It is the most photogenic bird, according to... Can you make it a little bit is bigger? Is that a bird? Let me see that mouth. What that mouth do? Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> it looks kind of like an owl. But it's actually uh, closer related to hummingbirds. When you said stocky, I was thinking owl. And an owl at night jar. They're also an How many points species. was that fucking thing worth? That question? Yeah. Uh, that's a five-pointer. Yeah, that would be eight points in my fucking That's shit. actually, uh, well, that's that's like a, the frog last five-point question of the night. That is definitely a hard question. Mm. But uh, yeah, the uh, the frog mouth. Um, I want to suggest a collective noun. I don't know if there's been a collective noun established for the uh, frog mouths, but a choir. Of frog mouths. Mm, okay. How about okay. that? John Lane, frog mouth bones. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know frog mouth bones if you like a choir. Is it my turn or are we done? Uh, I, I went second, so second yeah, round. that's it. Mm-hmm. Thank God. All right. All right. So that's it for our second <laughs> round. Beat up with his frog mouth <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> well, I knew, you know, I put it in the last because I knew that that one was a little tough. But we've got one more question coming from each of us as well as a rate my question. And... I write my question. Woo-wee! And it's time for a rate my question. Rate my question. We have a question here from Quizmaster Blake. Motor liquor. That's right. Now Blake sent us a voice message yeah. through email. Okay. I wrote blame okay. in my search bar here for his name. <laughs> blame. blame. Okay, here we go. Naming your kid Blaine is a form of abuse. Hi, Lee and Mark. This is your old Hi, pal, Blaine. Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor. I have a question for you, but I'm not calling in. But let's make it sound like I'm calling in. There's been a lot of talk about President <laughs> Benjamin Harrison on the podcast lately, so I'm going to ask a question about President Benjamin Harrison. President Benjamin Harrison shuffled which two nearly identical bills and blindly signed both to prevent controversy over which was signed first. President Benjamin Harrison shuffled which two nearly identical bills and blindly signed both to prevent controversy over which was signed first. Huh. Well, that's interesting, man. Which, okay, well, first of all... Shuffled the bills. This is such a Larry David type way of handling. I'm just going to shuffle them yep. well, and then sign all, them blindly. Do we know what year he was president? We did a few episodes ago. Yeah, we did once <laughs> upon a time. Okay. In the teens, I think. Was he the 20th? He might have been. 
I think he might have been the twentieth. Okay. Two nearly identical bills. Yeah. So I are they like one for and one against? Is that the idea? Is he didn't want he to prevent controversy over which was signed first? I wonder if it's maybe some sort of uh Like maybe um, like signing a bill to make a state a part of the U.S. I don't know. Like I feel like it's something. It can't be something too uh, significant if he's like, I want to fucking shovel this shit. Who cares? It's something where let God sort it. Like it's something where I feel like it's one of those things where somebody was like, well, I want our state to be the first to be signed into a state i'm just like you know what i mean like something some type of situation mm. somewhere to that he didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings yes 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 mm. and that would make sense why they're nearly identical if they're like but i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know It'd be good if we knew what harrison was known for yeah if we knew anything about benjamin him. harrison mm-hmm not to be confused with William Henry Harrison. I was going to say, there's more than one Harrison? Mm-hmm. Uh. William Henry, we know, died after contracting pneumonia during mm. his... Uh, Acceptance. His coronation. <laughs> his coronation. <laughs> his, uh, <laughs> his uh, you know, his... Uh, inauguration. Inauguration. Thank you. You're welcome, trivia You know what would be a good trivia question? Hmm. And I don't, I'm just kind of like writing this off the cuff. How many presidents or how many pairs of presidents share a last name? Mm, yeah, that's good. Because you have more than one Adams, mm-hmm. Bush, more than one Bush, Roosevelt. more than one Harrison, Roosevelt. more than one Roosevelt, yeah, more than one Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe four is the answer. That's an interesting question, though, I think. Um, you know. This is almost a little too hard. I would, um, I agree, but it's a it's an interesting question. I mean, well, depending on the answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was thinking if it may have had something to do with prohibition. You know the 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 similarity part. I mean, could it be like you were saying? Could it be something like the Louisiana Purchase and something else, like where mm-hmm. you were where we were buying land? Um, do you make bills to make states official? Um, because it could yeah. be like Hawaii and Alaska. Um, I know those were a little bit later, no, but 40s. not when Harrison was president. But I'm just using I'm that as an example. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is tough. I mean, there's there's not like a, a clear direction, you know, of like where to you know, land, we would, we would have to guess something. I will tell you now, this is an mm-hmm. A plus question. If it's flipped, if you said these two bills were signed by what president mm. who blind, blindfolded themselves. So they didn't, yeah, blah, blah, that's blah, blah, interesting. Blah, that, and then, you know, I understand the whole reason that he did it the way he did it. Cause he wanted to mention Benjamin Harrison and the fact that he's been brought up a couple times, mm-hmm. but I think it would, would have worked better if he asked the question like that and then said, the answer is Benjamin Harrison. I did this because you guys have been talking about Benjamin Harrison a lot. Ta-da. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, to be honest. I wonder you, if I, it's like something related to like cars and roads and, and maybe horses uh, or trains. Transportation. I don't know. I don't want to reopen the sus here because I feel like we've wound down, but. 
I mean, you know, it's especially not knowing when he was president. It's a nothing. very, you know, we know fucking nothing. Did he have anything to do with um, uh, prohibition? Could it be related to prohibition? I feel like Calvin Coolidge was president during that time. I could that be wrong. Right. Yeah. But he could have done something that was like, um, well, I mean, is it possible that he did Calvin Coolidge make it illegal? When was Calvin Coolidge president? Where like am I? Like early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Like 19. 19- Benjamin Harrison I want- was way before that. He was the 1800s, I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, like early to mid. 1800s. Back when you used to be able to make some rot gut in the woods. <laughs> and the man would leave you alone. The G-men maybe wouldn't was, come Maybe and he you. was late 1800s. If he was after Lincoln. <clears throat> could be. Because it like could be mid- something like banning beer and banning liquor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Moonshine. I don't know. Should we just throw in the towel on this one? Let's say banning beer and banning liquor. Let's guess something. All right, let's go. Even if it's dumb, it's better than nothing. Let's banning fucking beer go. and banning liquor. Are those two? I feel like that was in 1917, though, but it's fine. Well, it's something. Yeah. All right, here we go. The answer is in five, four, three, two, one. North and South Dakota oh. statehood. States. Oh, nice. would you look at that? Oh, so no, you I didn't listen no. to me again. I mentioned states. <laughs> Which came first. But North comes alphabetically first before South, so usually it's the first one. That's all. I'm glad you guys survived Hurricane Ian. That sounded very stressful. Yeah. Anyway, take care. Kyle Ann, you were closest <laughs> of our ideas. I mentioned what? states too. I said Hawaii oh, okay. and and Alaska, and I said I know that it's too late, but it could be something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, <sighs> yeah. Kyle introduced it though, right? I just want to sure. give Kyle credit <laughs> because last episode, no, you no, know, that's fine. I, <laughs> I did too, though. Yeah. How about to write my question? Oh wait, we got to rate this question. Yeah, we have to rate uh, this question first. B. Too hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a couple different ways to make anything a little bit better. Um, you know, what two states maybe would be very, very hard, but, you know, um, might be a little bit better. But I think the best version of the question is what president did this? And even that would be very hard. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a good question. It's a fun question. It's just, God damn. Like, what two bills? It's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Yep. So many fucking bills in the world. Nearly identical bills. Yep. I would yeah. say four out of five motherfuckers be for the same reason. Just because it's interesting. It's a fun fact, but it's just too hard. It needs to be just a little easier. It needs a, just a little hint in there. Mm-hmm. Since Lee is sleeping at the wheel. Motherfucker! 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 Thank you. You're very welcome. Very nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a uh, lowercase p. I don't think this is a very popular subject matter. Uh, U.S. history is a little popular, but it's, I mean, statehood in its current form, it's somewhat popular. I'll give it a capital I for interesting. Um, 
a little B for built-in hint. Little B. Maybe no B for this this version of it, and uh, a lowercase S. I like your idea of flipping it. You know, making Benjamin Harrison the answer. I think you could also uh, just say which pair of states. There are a few states that kind of go in pairs. There's besides the Dakotas, you've got the Carolinas. You even have uh, Virginia and West Virginia. So you've got a small pool of answers that you could go to from there. It is very interesting, though. I mean, I, I can't give this a capital I uh, any more than I am. Like, that he shuffled the papers. That is a very <laughs> hilarious way of, of yeah. dealing with the, uh, the It's problem. amazing. Yeah, so uh, I do like I do like this question and the the flavor of it. So I'm I'm gonna give this like a a pibs, you know, not all uppercase, but I will give this pibs. Um, but yeah, I think I think either asking for Benjamin Harrison or for which pair of states mm-hmm. is probably a better way to go than which uh, two identical bills. You're just asking a lot of your for your players to come up with, you know, and uh, we could have sussed for another 15 minutes if we wanted to on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a toughie, man. All right. And then uh, we have a write my question here. This is from Dallas. Oh, yes. Dallas writes, hey, guys, I was researching something for a prop and came across some interesting information. Wondering if you could write an interesting question from it. Please feel free to omit any of the information as it is quite a bit. Here we go. Director, producer and screenwriter Cameron Crowe who famously wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Jerry Maguire, and Almost Famous, for which he won an Academy and Golden Globe Awards, started his career writing for the Rolling Stone magazine. First story, His first story at the age of 16 had him on the road with the Allman Brothers. He also interviewed David Bowie, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, the artist featured on the best-selling live album of all time, Eric Clapton, mm. Steely Dan, Hell yeah. and more. He also co-directed the uh, Pearl Jam music video for Wood. Uh, have to clarify here that is the uh, video for Wood by Allison Chains, yes, thank you. not Pearl Jam. Uh, he directed, co-directed that in 1992 alongside Josh Taft. He did solo direct a music video for Pearl Jam's The Fixer in 2009. Just a little note there for Dallas. Um, so yeah. He writes, after writing this, I feel like Mark might have said something about this a while ago. Maybe it's just overlapping things. Either way, I love you guys. Take care. Thank love you, you, too. Indeed, we do. So, Dallas wants to write my question about Cameron Crowe and uh, how he uh, started out writing for Rolling Stone magazine. He's got all these awards, all these movies he's known for. He interviewed all these different uh, musical artists, and he co-directed a music video for Allison Chains. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, depending on the level of difficulty you're looking for, um, Cameron Crowe famously directed Almost Famous, mm-hmm. which I think would be a great, like, mini hint for what famous director, um, you know, um, well, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but, like, what, what famous director, director... who was once almost famous? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. No, yeah, uh, what famous, Jesus. what director... Um, you know, gleaned a lot of his ideas for a hit 2000, you know, hit movie that came out in 2000 by writing for Rolling Stone magazine and being on the road with such axes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think is probably the, the route I would take. So can I give you a version of that? Yeah, please. What Academy Award winning director, producer and screenwriter was hired as a music writer by Rolling Stone magazine at the age of 16 
and would go on to interview the likes of David Bowie, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, and Steely Dan, among others, before creating a semi-autobiographical account of his experiences in the year 2000. So, yeah, I think it's a little long-winded. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for Mr. Short and Sweet, I think we could probably cut back a little bit of that information. I don't think that listing all the bands helps. I think it's it, it feels good to name a bunch of bands, but I don't think that's really giving any assistance. You could just say a number of bands, including maybe one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that is very much Who that's, are you cutting that's from what this I'm group? looking at. Everybody but Steely Dan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> David Bowie, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, and Eric Clapton. I, I mean, you know. Steely Dan and others. You know, again, like, I don't think anybody goes, well, I know that Cameron Crowe. You know who we should include? The Allman Brothers, because I think they were the inspiration for the band in Almost Famous. That's great. That's, yeah. that's a great point. And, see? Mm-hmm. And so I missed them good. for my, my write-up here. That's great. But I will say, I think there's something juicy here about this music video. You know? You could also write a 90s music question if you wanted to, you know, if you thought, like, oh, maybe the Cameron Crow thing is, like, everybody knows that at my trivia or have asked that recently, and you wanted to do another question – you could say, what Academy Award-winning director, producer, and screenwriter, known for the semi-autobiographical film Almost Famous, co-directed the 1992 music video for Wood by Allison Chains? I didn't know that, you know, before right. Dallas pointed yeah. that out. That's very interesting to me, actually. I will also say, I mean, writer, producer, and director, I think, is not necessarily something where you need to include all three. If you're mentioning, like, a movie that they directed does that make any sense? I mean, again, it's you can shorten it by a couple of pretty big words if you just say what famous, you know. What, it's hard for him because he he does do all of those things. He does. You know, he started as a writer. You but know, again, like, you know, I don't know that if you say what person who directed Jerry Maguire, people mm-hmm. aren't going to go, well, it can't be Cameron Crowe because he's also a writer and producer, but you just said he directed Ger- Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Like, the, the hint is that he directed Jerry Maguire, and that, sh- you know, that should be kind of enough of a hint, where you're sitting there, you're going, who in the fuck directed Jerry Maguire? It's such a big movie, I should know this. And it's one of those things that it either, like, tips you off, or producer and writer isn't going to help you. But I mean, like, I'm just trying to make it short. I'm just kind of thinking short and sweet like you do. I love a long storied question, chock full of information. But I guess I'm just thinking from the PIB side of things, there's a couple of ways to kind of truncate that where you can cut 30% off from the, the way you wrote it. But we very much have the same idea of tying almost famous into it is like the perfect. That's the perfect linchpin. Yep. And not using Almost Famous specifically, but the semi-autobiographical thing, like, it's beautiful. It's yeah. a, your question is a work of art. It's, it's the way you. to do it. Any thoughts on uh, that piece of in- those pieces of information, Kyle? Yeah, I would. My question would be basically similar to what you wrote, you know, tying in, you know, what uh, director wrote, you know, wrote and directed a movie based on his personal experiences. So, you know, I would tie that yeah. in for sure. Or I would write, uh, which, uh, writer director is known for, uh, uh, directing one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, and the answer is Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> we should say what, what director who's famous for such movies as Aloha. We bought a zoo. Open your eyes <laughs> and 
Linda Ronstadt, the sound of my voice. Ah. Which is actually supposed to be very good. I was going to say that one time. Actually, that's I was like, that like, "Oh, that's actually a documentary <laughs> about how she lost her voice, and it's actually really sad." Damn. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dallas, for the uh, the write my question. And if you would like to write us with a rate my question, or rate us with a write my question, or miscorrection, please do so at no nonsense trivia gmail dot com or call us at one nine two nine. Three five six six nine six six. By the way, Cameron Crowe considers joining MCU with a Dazzler movie. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. We're there. We've reached the Dazzler phase. Dazzler. Phase five. Dazzler. <laughs> and he wants to direct Dua Lipa as Dazzler. Okay. Give it to that me. That works. Yeah. Bring it on. Honestly. Bring it on. She Surprise can already me. Levitate. Okay, I have a sports question for my final question for y'all. What combat sport uses a black card issued by a referee to participants for refusal to salute, refusal to shake hands, and for deliberate brutality? My immediate thought is rugby. That's a contact sport, right? Isn't it like a cross Com- between combat? Combats. What? what combat sport? What combat uses sport? a black card issued by a referee to participants for refusal to salute, refusal to shake hands, and deliberate brutality? Jiu-jitsu? Brazilian jiu-jitsu? It's got to be something like that. Krav Maga. Um. Krav Maga. <laughs> I give this four out of five Krav Magas. <laughs> Krav Maga? Um, <laughs> combat. The Krav so I know the meeting? second part stands for Make America Great yeah, Again, but what does Krav stand for? <sighs> I'm, I'm almost on board. You just got to explain Krav to me. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm halfway there now. Right off, it's not MMA, right? Or could it be? No. Well, could it be combat sport? It could be MMA because it's it's not like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Why I was thinking Brazilian Jiu Jitsu seems like they would have like more weird rules, like you have to salute. You know what I mean? Yeah. The more I'm thinking about it, MMA is too. I think pumped up. Yeah. To have a black card because you don't salute. It's like, mm-hmm. man, I think we talked about it once, like one of the first episodes of. The uh, ESPN 30 for 30 um, podcast, they talked about the very first uh, MMA fight, the world championship or whatever, was like very much like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. It's like a sumo wrestler, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu master. Yep. Da-da-da. It's like, crazy. The fucking sumo wrestler got his front teeth knocked out of his face. And like Yikes. it was just... So fucked, like people were kicking each other. Yeah, in the I think balls. that was UFC one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I remember being like, "This is insane! This and is insane!" That this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu took over. Yeah, because everybody realized <laughs> that was like, the oh best, yeah, this rules best style. You know, I can't even think of any other combat sports karate, but like, do you have to salute in karate? I mean, I would say that like you have to bow. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a salute though. A salute your shorts. Mm, yes. You have to salute your shorts. Mm-hmm. It's a little wild and a little strange. 
Not again. Maybe it is. <laughs> Let me just stop range. you right there. <laughs> Maybe it is Krav Maga. I said it as a joke, but it's like a defensive. I think it's like a form of like uh, self-defense, like martial art. But I didn't think it was like a sport, though. I thought what it about? was mostly. Hmm. And it's like an Israeli uh, um, like style. And so that, that would make sense if it's like, if they. I don't know. Absolutely. Cause it was like, what about Capoeira? Is oh, Kapira, Ka- yeah, that maybe. I don't know if that's. A I thought that was very. Uh, I thought Kapira. Dancey. Yeah, I thought it's not very aggressive. So, like, I feel like. Mm, mm. Yeah. Combat. Are we going about this all wrong? Mm-hmm. We keep thinking about like fisticuffs, mm-hmm. but combat sport. Combat sport. Could it be um hmm I'm trying to think of a sport where people pummel each other. That's not football. Well, Do I mean, you know, football? R- rugby is kind of, I mean, people that you combat? are very physical in rugby. I don't know if it's necessarily considered combat. You know what? What if it's hockey? No, no, no. It's been so long since I've seen because they're allowed to beat the shit out of people just outright. I, I don't. Yeah, no, and they don't. They have to salute and they have to do what else? Black card. It's a black card if and they don't no, salute. And you don't get too much too aggressive. What's the other thing? Deliberate brutality. It's like normal brutality is okay. So hockey, but deliberate <laughs> brutality is like. Ugh. I don't know. I don't remember if there's. I don't know if there's a black card. Do they have to salute the Canadian flag in, in Canada where they play hockey? <sighs> I don't know, man. What do you think? Deliberate brutality, kickboxing. What about good old fashion, fashion kickboxing? Could be. What do you want to say? I'm bowing to the queen. I feel like it's maybe I'm trying to think of like saluting. Who would what fucking sport would they make you salute? Rugby is like very British and Welsh. Maybe they have to salute there. Uh um hockey I think would make sense too. The Canadians are like Got to do some weird Canada shit and salute. Oh. You usually have to do a salute in uh, drum corps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deliberate brutality. And I feel like Can those both of... That's probably making a noise. Oh, oops. I always forget the monitors are off. So, um, yeah, I mean, because I feel like rugby is one of those things where it's caught... It's... And, you know, there's... A, there's so many rugby matches that take place in like New Zealand and mm-hmm. stuff. Let's go with rugby. Let's go with rugby. We're going to say rugby. No, I'm <sighs> sorry. Rugby is a field sport okay. as is hockey. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice field, okay. but a field sport prior to starting about the fencers must salute each other. Oh, oh that fencing. makes sense. Duh. Fencing. Okay. And deliberate brutality. Yeah. If they just like start, you know, 
going beyond the uh, you know the vest and stuff like that, trying to actually go after each other. That would okay. Be that makes sense. Mentality. Okay. The targets. You want to grab a pen and paper? No. <laughs> We're ending with like a huge question that requires writing, huh? Yep. <sighs> I always do this at the end for you. Dumb kids prefer cheese over fried greasy spinach is a mnemonic device to remember what this is so familiar say that again dumb kids prefer cheese over fried greasy spinach is a mnemonic device to remember the order of what? What? D-K-P-C-O-F-G-S. Dumb kids prefer cheese over fried greasy spinach. Greasy. Why? I mean, <laughs> smart kids prefer fried greasy spinach? The order? I guess I'm a dumb kid then. I guess you are. Did the you order? write this? This sounds like something you would write. I didn't write this. This sounds familiar. I've heard this before, this actually. You'd rather eat fried greasy spinach than cheese? D-K-P-C greasy spinach. Ew. O-F-G-S I have no idea. What starts with what system starts with D and ends with S? The order of what? Yeah. It's not the planets. It's not the layers of the atmosphere. It's not the layers of the Earth. I almost said Earth's crust, but I mean all the Earth. DKPC. OFGS. Uh, Mega Man villains. Which order to beat them in? No. There's no. Oh, there is a Cutsman. Cutsman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking it's either like a math or a language or English. Or music. Well, so, uh, all right. I mean, should we explore all these? We just don't know. It's not It's not immediately coming to mind. Um, it's not order of Operation. states. Was Delaware the first state? Is mm, that right? No. No? That can't be right. The first state was Virginia. Wasn't it? There might be something funky going on with the states. <laughs> it might be Delaware. But I don't think Kentucky was second. Pennsylvania, Kentucky Connecticut. Cheese over What's O? Fried greasy spinach. Oklahoma? That's way too far west. Florida? That's eight? Dumb kids yeah. prefer mm-hmm. eight notes in a scale? These notes, 
the P note? There's no... There's no P. I know. I'm trying to... Like, it doesn't stand for modes. The modes are, I don't play loot much any longer. Loot lunch? I don't play loot much loot any much. longer. Oh, okay. That's the mnemonic for the modes. Okay. So what do we got here, though? <sighs> nothing. We got nothing. Another stumper from Quizmaster Mark. What do we think, guys? Kyle is like self-sussing. She's just talking to herself. Over <laughs> because there. I'm the like... lips are moving. There's no volume coming out. I've just been cut out of the sus. I'm sorry, babe. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not sus. I'm not letting you in to my sus. Yeah. Let me in that sus. You can get all up in this sus. Okay. Babe. Let me in. Oh, what are you, what are you thinking? Of? Should I Anytime leave? you want my love. Well, what are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we don't know. We're, we're NA again. Zerber. <laughs> You don't want to make any guess? We have no idea. Domain. Kingdom. Phylum. Class. Order. Family. Genus. Species. species, Mm -hmm. The order of taxonomy. Mm -hmm. All right. That's good. All right. It's good, isn't it? It is. That's a good one. Now, originally when I asked this question, I said... Dumb kids prefer spinach over greasy, whatever. Cheese. Cheese over greasy, fried greasy greasy spinach. spinach. Uh, Is the order of taxonomy. What is the order of taxonomy? And almost everybody got it right. So I had to give you a little bit of a harder version. Yeah. Very glad I got to ask that version of it and watch you guys Mm -hmm. squirm as you did. Yeah. I I would appreciate maybe a hint like system of classification. Like what system of classification? Oof. I mean, just what is so open-ended? Yeah. I, it's, I think it's maybe one of those things where mm-hmm. if you went to a school where you learned this, yeah, you're like, duh. Um, you know, it's like my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. Yeah. Like, if I would have asked that and said, describe the order of what, you would have said planets. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been like a no shit. Right. Still just as vague if you've never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, it's one of those things that I guess you kind of know it or don't, or you, you know, think about it. And uh, I think that order of classification would have probably narrowed it. Yeah. A little too much, in my opinion. But I see where you're coming from. You could also say maybe like um, taught in biology classrooms or something like that, too. Mm. That'd be another direction to go. I'm not saying you should, but gotcha. you could. Yeah. You could. For sure. Thank you for bringing such a great set of questions, Mark. Thank you for bringing such a great set of questions, Lee. And Kyle, thank you for just being you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you're, and you're welcome. Because I am the gift. <laughs> Indeed. That concludes this episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on our social media accounts with your friends. You can also leave us a written review and rating on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. And don't forget, by the way, my uh, wonderful mnemonic of a tall giraffe can leap very long, so sadly can't acquire patience. 
for the order of uh, of the uh, the the astrological signs. Yeah, don't forget that one. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Tori. It's going to help someone. <laughs> thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including uh, a big thanks to our quiz daddies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volkanesma, and Redcrest Kitchen, which just opened. If you are in the Philadelphia area, please stop by there. The menu looks ridiculous. Absolutely. I cannot wait to go there. I wish I could whisk like you guys great away. great spot. Oh, Lots yeah. Of room. It is gorgeous yeah. looking. Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil. <laughs> <laughs> Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. And thank you to our proverbial lightkeeper, Sam, Caitlin, Mike, K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Painting Joyfully, and Justin M., Justin Microsoft, and to our Rumpel Snailskins, Littlest of Lambs, Cameron, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Sai, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. We also want to welcome Seth. From South Carolina yes. to our Rumble Snailskin tier. Thank you, Seth. Yo. And please call in again with another question. If you don't, I'll take it personally. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question or a miscorrection, no nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address or call us at 1929-356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. If you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. There is a lot of conversation going on. We got some more people that popped in, uh, people from other countries, people from other states, uh, just talking about trivia, shooting the shit, talking about quizzle, etc. Yeah, on that, time. real quick, we, we do have a sizable international audience. It's always funny to me. People will say, like, oh, yeah, a lot of your listeners are probably in Fort Myers. Like buddy florida is not even our number one state that our listeners are in we have more listeners in california actually than we do in florida and a quarter of our listenership coming from outside the united states so we want to just send a special hello and thank you to uh, all of our listeners stateside and elsewhere thank you and shame on florida our home state for not being our (laughs) biggest listenership you motherfuckers know us just check the show notes for that we also have a facebook group the link for that is also in the show notes or you can go on facebook and search for the no nonsense trivia podcast to join us there and finally last but not least please for the love of all that's holy if you have not rated us i beg of you please go and leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service, five, five stars, stars only, please. please. Do it. Until next time, no nonsense listeners. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>